Hi, welcome to Real Shit with Shayna. I'm your host, Shayna Zadie. I thank you for coming on this journey with me as I have raw combos with my friends, family, and young thought leaders. Real Shit with Shayna is a space that supports finding true strength in vulnerability. No more fake news or about you bios. This is not the 30 second version of anyone. Just diverse people talking about real lived experiences, helping us find healing and promoting mental well-being because trust me, you are not alone. I promise you will leave feeling inspired, motivated, and sometimes a little provoked. Are you ready? It's time to get real. Wait a second. Before we get going with this episode, I just want to let you know that it features a young thought leader, a Gen Z, a sophomore in high school. And after chatting with her over Zoom, not only did I learn a few things, I'm actually a bit calmer and confident that our future is in good hands. So here we go. Bella Munoz, born and raised in Los Angeles, attends Marlboro School, an all-girls private school in Los Angeles, and my alma mater. She's a student athlete navigating high school amidst a pandemic via virtual learning and social distancing. I actually had the pleasure of being Bella's middle school basketball coach, and I'm very excited to welcome her on this special segment of Young Fresh Voices. Bella, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a really cool opportunity, especially amidst everything going on. This, hopefully this will go great. I'm sure it will. Yeah. <laughs> can't go wrong it's Mm -hmm. it's totally different format for us even obviously because being your coach that whole dynamic of playing a sport to do things digitally and virtually it's definitely definitely a challenge and for you last year you were a freshman right and they say freshman year is usually the biggest transition after middle school socially Mm -hmm. academically physically and not that's not only how you started the year but then you had another transition towards the end of the year with everything moving to virtual learning. So take us through the highs and lows of your freshman year. So let's see. Um, I mean, I started at Marlboro in seventh grade, so that was not as big of a transition. I had been playing basketball with you in middle school. Um, You definitely were a big role in helping me get through freshman year. Um, I would say the biggest difference would probably be playing. There was obviously much greater competition. Everybody was at different points. I mean, I was playing, I was a freshman playing against seniors at the points and that's just how high school basketball works. But um, that was definitely a big change from playing against people my age to people who were going to be off in college the next year. So that was a big change in terms of basketball. But at Marlboro, everything goes well basically all the time. So it was just a great opportunity. The community was great. It was always very welcoming. Now in terms of Zoom, that was it's interesting. It still is, even the couple months that we've been in it. Once again, Marlboro is a great school, and it's helped me get through whatever needs to be done uh, with classes, with getting everything ready. So that was great. Um, but I mean, just not being able to go out and having that freedom, especially in LA, was definitely a big change, but all good. You handled it pretty well. The way you talk about it, it's like it was no big deal. It's like, okay, started the school year. Basketball was a bit of a hurdle, just as you described. But then jumping on to Zoom was, it seems like it was nothing. So how social were you before COVID, before distance learning? Well, honestly, first and foremost, I'm not the most social person. So that's one thing. (laughs) But once we got into like zoom calls and just social distancing in general which we still need to be doing um you can definitely feel the change like 
even though I maybe wasn't going out as much before, like I could tell that what we're doing now, just staying home most of the time, you know, talking to people just on phone calls, on Zoom calls, that was definitely different. But yeah, I mean, it's different, but it is what it is. You can't really change the circumstances that we're in. So that's what was really getting me through that. I mean, everybody's going through this and mm -hmm. at some point we're going to get out of it. And yeah. Well, that's a great outlook. So you just kind of push through just mm -hmm. like you do it, did everything, yeah. just like you had to adjust on the court, then you mm -hmm. have to adjust in the digital world. Like it might've been an easier transition even for you and your generation because yes. you grew up with the whole your life being on in the digital Definitely. world you know yeah. i'm gonna sound like a dinosaur and we <laughs> connect a lot but i mean facebook didn't emerge till i was in college so i didn't That's have not true. facebook did not come out when you were in college what yes it did i know it sounds crazy right yeah i know and i was one ucla was one of the first mm -hmm. were one of the first schools to get facebook too like in that oh. first release out after stanford so that was a big <laughs> so it's a bigger hurdle i think for for older generations than it seems like for you you know also sure. you have you have a really good home base right so mm -hmm. you have a really good family support just tell us a little bit about that like tell us about how many siblings you have and your parents mm -hmm. and just how connected you are yeah so i'm fortunate enough to have both my parents in my life i also have um a younger brother and a younger sister so i'm the i'm the oldest so i take on that leadership role just at home mm -hmm. but i've always had a really strong base back at home um, my parents have always been very supportive of everything I do. They're always there when I need them. And of course, they gave me that space when I need it too. So it's great back yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, see, that's good. You speak with such positivity, right? You make mm -hmm. the best of all situations. And I think having that outlook has been why you've been able to overcome a lot of mm -hmm. things. But it's not to be said that you haven't had to overcome things. Yes. I mean, and now even navigating different aspects of of social injustice you know i know you've spoken out about it on through your social media cha sure. channels and how have you connected with that like how has affected your life so i am um a person of color i'm half mexican and half chinese and one thing about me is that you can't tell like just my face and everything so meeting people you definitely have that aspect that uh unfortunately it does change the way people perceive you but that also means that i'm someone who's willing to fight for social change especially in the u.s with everything going on there's just certain things that especially in 2020 you just have to learn about your surroundings about what's going on around you and at the end of the day if something that i believe is wrong i'm going to speak out about it i mean that's really just what you have to do not only to get your voice out there but because you believe in it mm-hmm Tell us what you believe. I mean, what what is passionate? What are you passionate about that needs to change or that you just want to advocate for? Things that I'm just very passionate about regard um, education reform. I feel like everybody, all students, um, all backgrounds, all different colors, whatever it might be, need equal education. And once again, I'm fortunate enough to go to school where I don't have to deal with a lot of things that a lot of students in my area in the city of LA have to deal with. I mean, I'm fortunate to even have a laptop um, at home and have access to Wi-Fi. And I know a lot of students don't have that. Um, but there's also, especially in LA, back again with LA, there's a big homelessness problem. Um, there's a lot of poverty. So I feel like there needs to be a lot of change and reform regarding that as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And are you learning about this in school? Is it from conversations at the dinner table? Is it what you see from just walking outside around the city? Is it what your friends are talking about on social media? Where are you? What's fueling this fire? You know, where are you really being able to rally together to be able to push forward towards this change? So I definitely feel like it stems a lot from just going outside. I know that might be a little different now, especially with social distancing, but just seeing the world around you. But going back to the technology, I feel like one of the great things about technology is that you can press a couple buttons and you can learn so much. Hopefully it's Mm -hmm. true. It's not going to be fake or anything, but that's the beauty of technology. Um, And I really try to utilize that. I try to do as much as reading as possible, try to get correct information, but it really just comes down to me wanting to learn more about it. But yeah. That's good. I mean, mm-hmm. you said you enjoy learning, right? Yes. That's that's a big plus that yeah. you actually enjoy learning. And I was going to ask then how you really started to use your time that you didn't have to be able to go outside to the gym that was taken away from like typical practices, games. I mean, basketball took up a big chunk of your time, not just it's part of who you are in your life, but your actual time. And having some of that time back I feel like there's been students that have had a hard time coping with what to do with that time, Mm -hmm. with forming a new identity instead of just being that athlete and how to Mm -hmm. lean in on being that student athlete or just being who they are, like being more Mm -hmm. of Bella, right? So what have you done to really take up that time and to find a new identity, not outside of basketball, but with that time that you had? Outside it. Uh-huh. Um, well, don't get me wrong. I've been on TikTok way too much recently. <laughs> right? That's, let me just put that on the table. But besides that, I feel like I've really gone to reflect on what I can do with my personal time. Because one thing I feel like with school is that it's very structured and there's a very set schedule. So I feel mm-hmm. like with um, having all this extra time, I get to dictate what's going on in my life more than I did before. Mm. So personally I've been doing I've been trying to get into fitness more like having a personal routine but not only actual fitness learning about what each like for example what each exercise has to do for your body um you know Mm -hmm. strength and not only that also mental um mental -hmm. strength and mental health as well so just trying to figure that out stay positive as much as you can be yeah and how have you have have you kept sane like what have you learned about mental health or what have you figured that works best for you when you're having not the best day or you you know times are so uncertain you're trying to push through to think ahead for sure um well this is this is personal this is just for me what works for me is just remembering that to at the end of the day you're gonna have a clean slate the next day at least in your mind um hopefully not you know, putting stuff out there that reflects too much of maybe your your low points, but just remembering that tomorrow is going to be a completely different day, and hopefully I can change what I did yesterday if I need to, or just continuing with the cycle. Go ahead and go a little bit more into that. What would you say, like, how do you stay productive? What's your daily routine? You know, take uh-huh. us through a day. With, with okay, now so- that you've started your sophomore year, mm-hmm. all online learning. Yeah, so let's see. I... I'm an early bird, so I'm always up before eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm always up before eight o'clock. Like I said, I'm trying to get into fitness more, so I'll either do a run, I'll do some sort of small fitness, like in my backyard, um, just Mm -hmm. because that's what I have access to. I also recently bought way too many plants, so I'm usually tending to those most mornings. It's an issue how many plants I have in my room, but I love them, so. That's good. Uh Uh-huh. 
And then after that, during the weekdays, I'm headed to classes. Um, we have a full day at Marlboro, so I'm basically on Zoom calls from like 8.30 to 3 most days. After that, sometimes I have basketball meetings. I'm usually doing homework. Then I'm, I'm usually outside the rest of the day, you know, putting up some shots in my driveway. But that's a typical weekday. Let's see. And then weekends, I just try to stay busy. It's just so good hearing from you and hear how positive you are, how optimistic you are, how you seem to have gotten it down. You know, probably most adults that are listening want to have it together like you. And <laughs> seriously, I wish I used to think that I wouldn't want to go back to high school during this time because it's such a different experience. But now hearing how you're talking about it, I wish I could <laughs> go back, you know. Honestly, I'm making it sound a lot more luxurious than it is. Like, <laughs> cool, I won't lie. It is tough sometimes, but. I mean, it is. No, motive. it's good. It's, yeah. it's all about your perspective, though. It's mm -hmm. all about your outlook. So, yeah, sure, it is tough. But how what, what, what advice would you give to someone that doesn't that is struggling, that doesn't have the same perspective on virtual learning, on learning, on shaping a new identity outside of whatever they did socially or through sports or anything else? Like what advice would you give them? Let's see. That's tough, because one thing I always try to keep in mind is that everybody isn't if in a different circumstance it's a case by case like I could say something and it might resonate with a bunch of people and others it'll be like what is she talking about with that being said I feel like something to keep in mind is just um, like I said before to start off with a clean slate every morning and always have in mind some sort of goal like sometimes it'll get fuzzy like sometimes I'll not be happy with what I'm doing I'll forget what that goal is but at the end of the day I know that with that goal in mind at some point I will achieve it and hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later, but it's always in my mind just to keep pushing to get to that goal, whatever it might be. I appreciate you sharing that, mm -hmm. Bella. And you're an older sister, right? You're the eldest, as you said. So would you say that your younger sister listens to that advice of you? I know you two are completely different. <laughs> so how do you how do you mentor her? How do you lead her? Or is it just where you kind of give each other space to grow? Um, let's see. Yeah, like you said, we are polar opposites, but I feel like that's one good thing about our dynamic. I know if I had said that to her, she'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, no, thank you. But I think at the end, yeah, yeah, she definitely would say that. But um, I think hopefully she does look up to me. Um, mm -hmm. But I think we learn from each other and we grow from each other, being that we are so different. And I think that really helps with growing myself and hopefully growing her. But I think just because I'm the older sister, we're only two years apart. She sees like what I'm doing, you know, being at Marlboro with what I'm trying to work on. Um, and hopefully she understands that goals are something that you have to keep in mind uh, just to be successful. So yeah. Were there ever any times, maybe not right now, now that you're in high school, maybe it was years back when you were in middle school. Did you ever feel like there was times where you two were being compared one way or the other, whether it be in basketball even, on how she plays or how she acts versus how you are, how you act. You need to be more one way. She needs to be more one way. Did that Did that happen to you? Oh, for sure. That still happens now, honestly. Um, not just in terms of, like, comparison, like basketball. I mean, I can be her one-on-one, but, I mean, <laughs> besides that. Let's I feel, set the record straight. Yeah, record sure. straight. <laughs> Everybody needs to hear that. But um, I feel like we're always trying to be – are like our own individuals like I have the joke that she's always trying to copy me um mm -hmm. and she does but mm -hmm. that's just a running joke we have but um 
I feel like that's just one thing about having a younger sister or an older sister for her. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's the dynamic. And and luckily, I'm close enough with her to be able to talk about, you know, whatever it might be. But I feel like we learn from each other. And I teach her things. She teaches me things. I show her new things and vice versa. So that's one good thing about our personal dynamic. Just from knowing you, I I believe that you're a leader. I know that you have a lot of great things to say and you lead by example. Um, Others may may see you as a little bit more soft-spoken or a little bit more quiet. How do you feel like you're growing into your leadership, you know, through basketball or in your classrooms um, from what you, what you're taking from what you're doing with your sister and just translating that into becoming more of who you are? I just think, I think it's funny because back home, my dad thinks I just have like no leadership skills. He thinks I'm like a follower. He says all that. But if you go to school, I mean, some of my teachers might say I'm the complete opposite. And I think that's one thing that I've learned just, I know I still have quite a few years ahead of me, but just in the few years that I have, I feel like everything that's been put on me, you know, for example, just being a person of color, being a a female, um, being in LA, like a bunch of things that some people would consider setbacks, I feel like have pushed me to learn more Mm -hmm. and to take on that leadership role. Now, we're going to get a little deeper here as far as your experience (laughs) at at your school Mm -hmm. and being an all-girls private school, like you said, and I'm an alum of the school as well, so that's how we're we're connected, and so I know the experience there, and I was one of the few minorities during my time at Marlboro, and I want to say I was like one of two Mexicans during my time at Marlboro you know, as you said, when someone looks at you, they don't really know what you are, right? They wouldn't guess. That's the same for me. And how has that, I guess, negatively affected you? And how have you used that in a a positive, whether it be at your school, or you can even say anywhere, really, if you like, how has that experience shaped you? Yeah, so one thing that I think at Marlboro has kept up is that there's not really a strong um, BIPOC population. Like you said, there Mm -hmm. were probably like three max. I think you said Mexicans or Hispanics in your class. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. even now there's not a very large population. I definitely see that they're trying to push towards having a more diverse community. But at the end of the day, there really just aren't people who I can necessarily feel like I relate to just in terms of, of um, ethnicity. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's definitely been a challenge at some points. Personally, I, I feel like I really have not experienced any like downfalls in terms of like someone seeing me and like any harsh stereotypes I I honestly don't think I've faced anything too traumatic and I, I hopefully it stays that way of course I mean anything is bound to happen at this point I feel like there's just a lot of inequalities and like people a lot of people are misspoken all the time um, especially in the Hispanic community and I, I am Chinese so there's still a lot of stereotypes in the Asian community so I feel like it's LA, which is known for being diverse, there's still a lot of issues regarding that. But I feel like you have to juggle your personal identity and how that fits into the bigger picture, being an American, um, being Hispanic or Latinx and also being Chinese. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just continuing to educate yourself on all of it, right? So for that sure. way you can personally be able to identify and navigate and explain and teach others. I feel like that's something that I'm still learning, to be honest, because for me, a lot, a lot of people just didn't care to know, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't want to dig deeper. They didn't have as many affinity groups. They weren't as curious, just almost like if, if we don't know, then that's better. You know, you're yeah. just, we're just all here. And 
and that's a different very different experience now as far as you personally have been being both Mexican and Chinese, right? How about identifying with both those cultures, like yourself? Do you feel torn? Do you feel like equally parts of both? Like neither, like what, what, what do you feel? Yeah, there, I've definitely had challenges with that because even just the thing about like checking boxes, like what would I check off if mm-hmm. there's like that given to me, I always had a struggle with that. Like I never knew what to put. To this day, I still, I'm still questioning not necessarily questioning, but I'm, I'm confused about what to put. I feel like I, I identify as mixed race. I'm glad you said that about the checking the boxes because mm-hmm. I didn't want to lead with that. I wanted to just see if it still was a thing like for you, yeah. because that was a major thing for me in, I still talk about it. I'm still, I wouldn't say coping, but I'm still dealing with it in the sense yeah. of how, I was my identity and how I was forced to be put in a certain box. Like I couldn't check. Um, even for me, my mom, my mom's father was born in Spain and then her mom was in Mex was Mexican. So it's like, okay, I'm not just, you know, even the Latin X verse Hispanic versus Hispanic non-white and like all the different categories. Like I was always confused. I just put other, I was like, and then my dad's Southeast Asian, which is Indian. And sometimes they would have Indian and Asian on there. And it would just be like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to put on here. Like I would just check other. And I was always trying to grab onto it. Like I knew I had it at home. Like obviously my mom's family, my dad's family, the food we ate, the different cultural practices, but out in the outside world, I didn't know who I was, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why it was interesting for me to just now hear you say like the same thing about the boxes. Yeah. Like they need to get rid of the boxes. That's for sure. Yeah, they really do, honestly. Um, but I feel like I, in I live in Boulder Heights right now. And I feel like there's a, a really strong um, Hispanic community, Latinx community. So I feel like I relate to them more just because that's what I'm growing up around. I also mm-hmm. live very close to my, my Mexican family. So they mm-hmm. they were part of raising me. I, I still do a lot of the same things that I grew up doing that. I know a lot of other Mexicans um, do wherever they might be. I feel like I've had the biggest um, struggle identifying as Chinese just because mm. I don't speak, I'm learning Mandarin, but I don't speak Chinese. One thing about being Mexican is that I'm, I'm still learning, but I do speak Spanish. But just in terms of culture, I, I don't feel like I was really, I can identify with Chinese culture. So mm-hmm. I do, honestly, sometimes I felt guilty about that. Like, I, I want to be part of that, like to, to be able to say that I'm part of that culture. But sometimes it really is a struggle to say that just because I didn't necessarily grow up around it. I didn't learn about all the practices. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, I see a lot of me in you, which is like I've told you that many times and just even coaching you and just hearing you say that right now, I feel the same way because, you know, my dad being in Pakistani and his parents from India, my other cousins that both had their mom and dad were from Pakistan. They spoke the language. They spoke Urdu. They spoke Arabic. And I feel like that's a big difference, you know, not being able to connect with that part of the culture by not knowing the language. And so I felt guilty of it too. I felt like kind of like whitewashed in in their world, you know? So, and I wanted to connect. I wanted to be able to know more. And it it took time for me. Like now I feel like I identify with both and I enjoy both cultures and who I am. So it's just interesting to hear you, you, you have the similar 
background instills similar experience as well. So that's very interesting. And so now, have you been able to see your a lot of your family during this time? I know, you know, get-togethers have been hard. and Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's less than usual. I have been able to talk to them. Luckily, I have telephones, so I can still speak to them. But one thing I will say I miss is having a lot of, like, Chinese food. I don't, mm-hmm. I've been missing out on that, like, for my grandma. Um, mm-hmm. And even Mexican food from my dad's side of the family. That's been... I have been missing that. So, but otherwise, I mean, we're really fortunate to still be um, mostly in healthy conditions, all of us. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's really good. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up food because that's a big part. That's a big sure, part of, yeah. of our family and of culture and everything and get togethers and whatnot. And I know, I know your parents. And so I know they're quite foodies in the mm-hmm. sense of, of liking to go to certain places and pick out certain foods and cook things. So I'm glad you mentioned that. What do you, what food do you miss the most? Like what particular dish, whether it be at a restaurant or something that someone of your family makes that you just miss? I'll be honest. I never know how to answer this question because I've like, even when I was being raised, I never had like those like staple American foods that I know a lot of people had. Mm -hmm. I was always trying different foods. I was trying new foods. I was going from different cultures, not only Mexican and Chinese, but especially in LA, trying a bunch of different um, foods from, literally every culture that you can think of so honestly I do I can't think of anything that's like I'm especially missing I'm just missing all of it as a whole just the just being able to sit down with your family talk to them catch up with them but still eating great food and from basketball you've been able to to work out now right things have opened up a little bit you've been able to get in the gym from certain with certain trainers and certain obviously safe safe workouts but what do you miss the most do you miss games do you miss your actual high school team like what do you miss the most yeah I miss the dynamic of having like a team around you just having that like that separate community away from everything else I definitely miss games I can't wait to get back when the season starts Um, I've been doing a lot of training so you know I don't miss running or anything like that you know yeah I cannot wait to get back to playing games and just learning because it's always a learning process but just Mm -hmm just putting your shoes on lacing up and playing that's just what I miss the most yeah it seems like you've definitely grown you've gotten better at at like just your own managing your own time about leaning more into who you are do you feel like you've gotten better in in basketball as well like have you really devoted the time or is it going to be like okay shake off some of the rest and you know try and get after it as soon as you can get back Luckily, I have a hoop in the back, so I'm still playing as much as I can or putting some shots up as much as I can. Hopefully, I don't look too rusty when we go back, but uh, hopefully it'll be a smoother transition. But yeah, I think, like I said, everything's a grow. We're always growing, even if it's small. It could be a big thing, a small thing, but there's always small things that you're learning, you're growing from. But one thing I do miss about games and like just having that... um, like playing basketball how it was before was seeing other people and seeing like what I can learn from them because like even watching the NBA one thing I love about watching the NBA is just seeing these crazy moves that they're doing I'm not saying that I'm gonna be dunking on people but just being able to learn from them you know uh translating what they do in their game to hopefully my game just you know when I'm not doing homework I'm probably watching the NBA of course yeah. of course I'll let you I'll turn it over to you to to ask me a question. Let's see how this goes. Well, yeah, you asked me this question, but I want to see what your advice for everybody might be, not just for me, but like in general, just to keep in mind as you're going day to day. Um, as far as like staying positive through this time or just in, in general? In general. Jeez, I asked you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> you had me on my toes. <laughs> just just to lead with gratitude, you know, um, start each day with gratitude. Anytime you get into a moment where life seems hard and or there's obstacles in front of you, just to try and find something to ground you to be grateful for that you're grateful for, because we all have things that we're grateful for. Some more than others. Obviously, there's a time when a lot is being exposed as far as how privileged people are and, and you know, how, how much injustice it really is in this world. But to remind yourself of just things that you're grateful for, you know, from, as you said, just being able to wake up in the morning, you know, that's something to definitely have gratitude over. So that's something I find myself doing. I actually have a gratitude journal that I write in every morning and every evening. So that helps me. And I've noticed, you know, there's been some days when I've, you know, lost track of time or I've had things to do where I didn't do the journal. I'm, I stick to it pretty, it's pretty much in my routine, but there's days when I haven't and I've noticed a difference, you know, I just a little more stress or a little more anxiety. So sure. definitely uh, leading with gratitude is something that I would say helps persevere and then just believing in yourself. Those two things I feel like are the key to my life. Really believing in yourself no matter what. There's going to be doubters. You're going to doubt even what you're doing, but to just re remind yourself that you're growing each and every day and to continue to believe in, in who you are and who you're becoming. So that's what I would say uh, is my advice. Yeah. So I have a follow up question, but, um, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what would you say are things that you like use to stay grounded? I know you mentioned your journal, but mm -hmm. what are some practices that maybe you could recommend to me? Um, just yeah. staying grounded. I, yeah. You know, I, I actually meditate and it looks different for everyone. I, I feel like when people hear the word meditation and they imagine just being like in a totally silent room, you know, legs crossed in a position that I can't like a pretzel and like, you know, um, sounding board. And some people do that and it works for them. Like for me, I actually use meditation as a form of focus and visualization. Mm -hmm. So it can be in the form of like, it for sure is when I'm taking a shower in the morning. Um, I just think about like what I want to do, what I want to accomplish, you know, where I want to be, just almost allow myself to dream a little bit. And by doing that, I'm able to kind of focus on how to get there. And to me, that's like a form of a visualization. And as well as it calms me as a form of meditation. So then even in, in the middle of the day, you know, can get overwhelmed with your to-do list items. So I'll just stop and kind of think for a second and just quiet my mind um, by closing, closing my eyes and just thinking about what do I want to do or where do I want to be and just visualizing it. And I actually started that practice. I didn't realize in, until I was, someone else had asked me about it and I was reflecting on it more recently but I actually started that when I was playing sports and like especially even in both tennis and basketball but in basketball in particular I would always like the night before a game even the day before practice like I would visualize myself making the basket like I would see I would close my eyes and I would literally see my hand shooting the ball and the ball going in the net and I would just keep that feeling, keep that memory over and over and over. And yeah. um, I don't know where I picked it up. I don't know why I started to do it. But, you know, you could attest to this. I'm a pretty good shooter. And I would say that yeah, that, definitely, sure. that yeah. definitely helped translate over. So because I had success doing it in something, you know, as simple as that, I just started to apply that in other areas just to constantly yeah. visualize where I would be. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, you even when I was when you were helping out 
um, mm-hmm. helping me out with my shot. You always told me to visual visualize like it was going into the basket for shot. Yeah. I still do that now. And I got to start turning into the same person because I have my journal right next to me too. And nice. I, yeah, we're literally turning to the same person. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I don't do meditation like you do, but mm-hmm. I started doing like Pilates and stretching more. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my um, equivalent of what you're doing with your meditation. But yeah. Any, any way to like quiet your mind, to ground yourself, mm-hmm. to connect with who you are or who, or who you want to be, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like those are the keys to being able to to maintain and to even just continue to succeed in whatever you want to do. Um, you're, I mean, you're light years ahead of yourself. I'm, I'm just like <laughs> kind of stumped throughout this interview because I'm like, okay, well that didn't, that's not an obstacle to her. Oh, that doesn't bother her. Okay. That's not a struggle. Okay. Where, what, what is, how do we get to be like you? That's what I was trying to figure out throughout this whole time. How do we get to be on your level of Zen? And, you know, and I know there's a bit of it cause you know, I know there's days that aren't, that aren't, are hard as well and another point of the podcast too is because I for so long have had to keep this strong image right because I naturally believed it like so you have to almost trick yourself as an athlete too like you have, that's I feel like how I learned it is like you almost have to trick your, you're not going to say I'm going to lose the game tomorrow although yeah. we both know there's people that do that but <laughs> we won't go into them <laughs> but like you you have to you, you know you're going to win like no matter what if you're the underdog no matter if you're the higher seed, you're thinking you're going to win that game. You're going to, yeah. just like I said about visualization, you're going to make that shot. So you're always thinking of the positive outcome. And then that translates into what you believe. So it's almost like anytime you have a thought of negativity, you, you push it out as fast as you can. Yeah. And what I've learned and I've had to learn is that sometimes you actually have to live in those feelings and you have to process those feelings and if they're even if they're bad, you have to still process them. You can't just push them down because over time, if you keep pushing them down, pushing them down or pushing them away by being strong or coming off as strong or continuing to to walk in your path, eventually they'll they'll catch up to you. And mm-hmm. that's when when you'll break down or, you know, you'll be struggling internally. And then the mental health, as you said, kind of plays plays a more of a role at that time that's something that I just hope that people understand that people are going through things, you know, Mm -hmm. we're all going through things, you know, we didn't talk much, much about the negativity that you have gone through or that you go through because of your positive outlook, but you still have it like you from even just not wanting to get up in the morning or something or not wanting to do your homework or your sister getting on your nerves, like things as little as that, or not being able to help the people outside in your neighborhood you know, or you having a computer and having Wi-Fi, but, you know, five blocks down the street, they don't even have internet, you know? So it's like being able to to live in those moments is something that I feel like is really powerful as well. You know, finding the strength and vulnerability and and being able to be okay with that, being okay with not being okay. It's great. It's great to hear voices like yours. So it's like a, a ray of sunshine it's another another form of light just to kind of continue to make seriously like just to stay positive like mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay you know and for me to know that and for my generation to even know that you know the future is in your hands now like I'm still a millennial like we still feel like we're running the ship but at the same time like you're the next generation uh, you know over there you go that's like all the tiktok videos that's all whenever i do go on there that's all i see is like these battles of the of the generations you know so 
but yeah, no, it's good to hear. Like, it's good to hear that you have that much energy at a time when things are such un- so uncertainty, you know? Yeah, but I'm happy piggy- about that. piggybacking off of what you were saying, I feel like as you can say I'm as positive as I am, but the truth about it is that you really have to find a balance. And as cliche as it might sound, you really have to take hold of the negativity sometimes. Because mm-hmm. I honestly think of, about it almost like... um. Like a yin-yang, you know, it's a, it's a balancing mm-hmm. act. As much positivity as you might have, you're going to maybe, hopefully not uh, an equal amount, but you're still going to have negative negativity coming towards you. So I feel like you just have to work with both and then find a balance that works for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So before we go, and I, you kind of threw a question at me that hit on this. So, But before we go, one final question is, what are you most grateful for? Wow. I mean, this list could go on forever. I mean, for like, I'm grateful just to just to be alive right now, especially with all the the health crisis going on right now. I'm just happy to be alive right now. I'm happy to have a family supporting me somewhere safe that I can go back home. But I'm honestly mostly just grateful to have people like you around me whenever I need them. I mean, I can reach out to you whenever and I know you're going to be there the same way with a lot of my friends, um, with family members and just being able to have a, a positive environment as positive as of an environment that I can't have back home around me and in my environment. Amazing. Well, I appreciate that, Bella. And thank you so much for being on the show and for being real with us. That was fun. Good. I hope that you find peace in your journey and thank you for sharing part of it with us today. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be the first one to hear new episodes dropping every Thursday. And in order for Real Shit with Shayna to continue spreading love through these diverse voices, please rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. For a limited time, everyone that leaves a review will receive 50% off orders of Tumi Water, turmeric for the mind, body, and soul, available at drinktumi.com. Check the show notes for more details. It's been real.